Hey guys, welcome back to the Uncommodified Podcast. I want to start this episode off with a quote I recently saw and shared on social media. Rabindranath Tagore, who was a poet, writer, playwright, composer, philosopher, and social reformer, said this. Listen to what he said. The one who plants trees, knowing that he will never sit in their shade, has at least started to understand the meaning of life. Let me read it to you again. The one who plants trees, knowing that he will never sit under their shade, has at least started to understand the meaning of life. And this is what this series is all about. You will plant trees that you will never sit under their shade. It is about our unending, being unenders. This is the sixth episode in the 14-part series that we're going to do. Today, we're going to explore another one of the 13 characteristics, the actions, the passions of those who are unending legacy leavers, the uncommodified, the unenders, who, even though many of them are gone, they're still alive with me and are not forgotten. And they were unenders, and they are unenders because they were believers. And this is the next one in the series I want to talk about. They were believers. And if you and I can become believers now in others and their ability to do anything they put their heart and soul into and onto, we can and we will become unending legacy leavers, unenders in the lives of many people we encounter in this life. Believers, believers. Now, literally, this word believers means to hold dear or valuable or satisfactory or to care, desire, and love. And that's what believers are great at. Their care, their desire, and their love for you and your success is palpable. Belief is a state or habit of mind in which trust or confidence is placed in someone or something, particularly we're talking about someone today. And so it has within it this idea of confidence and trust, and that's a gift that believers bring to the people they believe in. They bring confidence because they trust. Belief is one of the most powerful forces in the human heart, even in the universe. Positive or negative, it's the same energy. And this belief causes people to do amazing things and horrific things. It's the same power, the power of belief. It's transformational because belief is akin to faith or is related to. It's a a brother or sister to faith. And to achieve anything in life requires faith and belief in yourself, of course, determination and dedication, of course. But it all starts with belief. It all starts with belief. It's the seed that encapsulates the DNA of growth and change. And sometimes people need help believing. They need an influx. They need an input of some new DNA of belief in that seed that they're planting. The simple truth is this. If you and I believe we will, we probably will. And if you and I believe we won't, we most assuredly won't. We will not. Belief lights the fire that ignites action, and believers are fire starters and fire stokers in the lives of others. Their belief starts a fire and stokes a fire of action, positive action, in the life of someone else. Now, Aldous Huxley, the English writer and philosopher, said this, one believes things because one has been conditioned to believe them. One believes things because one has been conditioned to believe them. That's what he said. Believers, therefore, are conditioners and they are creators. They condition people to believe in themselves and what they can do, and they help create the conditions in which belief grows. They are 
conditioners and creators, and they create the conditions where belief can take root and bring fruit. Just like the, when the conditions are right for lightning, it can strike at any time. Believers bring the condition that's right for that belief to strike the action that brings change and that actually brings transformation in the lives of people. Believers are also fans. They're fans. They're fanatic in their belief about you and in you. And they're not afraid to stand up in the crowd and clap and cheer, even if they're the only person there in the crowd doing it. And it reminds me of a story. uh, uh, Last summer, uh, we were at the cottage uh, uh, playing around with the kids and our kids and and my grandkids, Jude and Gwen. and, And Jude and I were on the dock, and Jude wanted me to jump on this raft that was a couple, four or five or six feet out, floating out into the water. And he wanted me to jump on it. And I said, Jude, I don't think I can, I can do it. And he said, Papa, I I believe you can. And so I started this game with that with him. And I said, Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe? And he said, Little guy uh, on the dock saying, I believe, I believe, I believe. And then I jumped off and I got on it and he was so happy for me. I tell you something, his belief catapulted my body onto that raft, even though I shouldn't have been doing it. And I was awful sore the next day. But that's the power of belief. Now, when I think of people who believed in me, uh, even when I couldn't or when I wasn't able to, my believers, two of my teachers come to mind in particular. The first one is my kindergarten teacher. Mrs. Zarnke. And I still remember her to this day. And the reason is that in kindergarten, that's the year that my dad left our family. And Mrs. Zarnke was amazing to me because she recognized that I was going through difficulty and I was, I was, I was going through a self-identity challenge and who, I, who was I and I didn't have a father and all this. And she came alongside me and she believed in me and she brought belief to me that things were going to work out, that I was going to be okay, that we, I would get through it. And I went to that school for three years and for, for the first three years um, of my school life and Mrs. Zarnke was there, although she was my kindergarten teacher, she was there the whole time there bringing belief and breathing belief. And I don't know if she's listening today, but and she or she may have passed away already, but man, Mrs. Arkey, thanks. And the second teacher I think of is Mr. Jones. Now, Mr. Jones was my grade 11 and 12 English teacher. who And he awakened and nurtured my love of poetry and Shakespeare. Uh, and, I, and I love poetry, I think, because of Mr. Jones and Shakespeare. I fell in love with Shakespeare as a teenager and loved to read Shakespeare. And now, now I love to go to Shakespearean uh, plays and festivals uh, in a city not too far from where I live in Stratford, Ontario. But you know, the other thing about him is not only did he he believe in me, but he believed in me uh, enough not to let me off the hook. And what I mean by that is when I pretended sometimes that I read the chapter and I tried to fake it, uh, he, uh, he believed in me enough to call my bluff. And actually, that was transformative for me. And so, again, thank Mr. Jones, and I know that you have passed away. Mr. Jones, you have planted seeds in me. You were a believer. You've been a planter. You've been a mentor. You've been lots of things to me. But you were a believer, and that belief has made powerful impact in my personal life. Absolutely. Now, here's what I want to communicate to you today. We've talked a little bit about this idea of being believers and what it can bring to people and how it can be catalytic. But if you want to be a believer for someone else, a believer that impacts now and beyond the veil of this life, then I'm going to give you a list of things that I want to encourage you to consider doing because I believe these are the things that believers do that express that belief in very practical and tangible ways. If you want to be a believer in the life of somebody else, here are some things that you want to do for them. Number one, trust them again. Trust them again. Now, what I mean by that is when others may not be able to trust them yet, trust them again. Yeah, Because, listen, they're go- people fail. 
and they fall. And your belief in them uh, will help them believe that they can get back up and do it again. And so trust them again. Don't just be a believer in them when everything is good, but give them a second chance. Give them an opportunity to come back because the comeback story is a great story, but it's birthed out of the belief that it's possible. So if you want to be a great believer in somebody's life, trust them again. Secondly, trust them with opportunities and problems. And what I mean by that is trust them with with your most important opportunity. That will say a lot to them. Believe that they can do it. Believe you can put them on your biggest problem and your biggest opportunity in in your business or in your community group or or in, in your family. That gives belief. When you could put somebody on your biggest opportunity so they can take advantage of it or your biggest problem, that's going to demonstrate belief. Challenge them. Here's another one. Challenge them. Believers are challengers. Believers will challenge you. They don't just believe in all your bullshit, but believers will challenge you to believe and understand that things can be different. Challenge them to think differently. Challenge them to believe differently about their circumstances and about their life. Next, encourage them to make decisions and take steps. Believers are action creators. Remember I said they're fire stokers and fire starters? Encourage people to make decisions and take action. Believers aren't going to allow you just to keep it in your head. Believers understand that the belief needs to activate action, activate real change and transformation. That's what believers do. Next, encourage them, especially uh, when their positive belief and behavior don't pay off. Sometimes we have positive belief and it just doesn't pay off and it just doesn't happen. We have all the right ingredients. We're, we're, we're fulfilling that belief and the believers are coming along and they're encouraging us to believe, to believe, to believe. But every once in a while, that positive behavior doesn't always result in the outcome we want and people will give up. And so believers will help people understand that even though it didn't go quite the way that we wanted to, that the core belief was still correct. That's important. Next, particularly in a business setting, if you're a believer in people and you want to express your belief, then you must express your belief by empowering people. If you don't empower people, if you don't give them opportunity and empower them, then there's no way they're going to know or, or actually believe that you're a believer. And do it publicly. Empower them publicly. Help people understand that you're a believer in them and do it publicly. Absolutely. Next, put your money on them in the race, not just to show, but to win. But always to show up because if you don't show up, you won't have a chance to win. Believers encourage you and call you to show up for your life, to show up to to, to win the game. And the belief that if you show up, you'll have an opportunity. If you get out of the dugout and get up to base in baseball, you have an opportunity for hit. And the belief that when you walk out, the opportunity is there. As I said before, lightning could strike at any moment. Believers help people not only to win, but to show up to play the game. Because the belief that playing the game hard enough is important. That's part of it. The next thing, and I want to tell a story regarding this one because I think it's really important, but here's what I say. Give them some rope. And what I mean by this is you give, give them some rope. Now, there's two things that, that can happen. Number one, they can climb it or they can hang themselves with it. And I'll 
I uh, hope you're not offended by that analogy. But listen, when you give a person a rope, they can climb it or they can hang themselves with it. And I remember one time I encountered a person in business as a consultant. And that this person had suffered under the, 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 the lack of belief or faith in them for years. And it had affected them tremendously. Their identity, their psyche, their performance, everything was bounded by that, by a negative belief that had contained them for so long. And when I first met them, I began to realize that there, there was opportunity here for them to be different, for them to change. And I became a real believer in them. I became a believer in their ability and their, and their future before they did and before, frankly, anyone did. And I remember the first time I had an opportunity as a consultant to, to help create an opportunity for this person to have a new opportunity in their company. I remember saying to them this very thing. I said, look, um, you have this opportunity because of you. I'm going to help you get some rope, but what you do with that rope is totally up to you. And I actually said to them, sitting in a meeting with them privately, I said, look, I'm going to get you some rope and you have a choice. You can climb it or hang yourself with it. And I'll tell you something, that person climbed that rope and climbed it almost all the way to the top of that organization over the next couple of years. So give them some rope and encourage them to climb it. Absolutely. Next, feed their ego in healthy ways. Feed their ego in healthy ways. Help them see what they cannot see. See, a lot of times why people are struggling in life is because they have lost belief in themselves. And of course, we all have this idea that ego in and of itself is negative, but there's a positive part of that too. Understanding who we are and, and what's important in our lives and how valuable we are intrinsically regardless of what we're doing, that's important. So feed their ego in healthy ways. Help them to see, like I did with that other person who was locked in that terrible belief about who they were, both their their own and others, help them see what they cannot see and feed that ego in healthy ways so that they can grow and become the person that they were destined to be. Next, teach them that doing something bad doesn't make them bad. And this is really important. Believers really have a fundamental power that, that I've seen in my own life is that, that what happens is, is that they, the believer will teach you that doing something bad doesn't make you bad. You're going to do bad things. You're going to screw up. And particularly, I think of Mrs. Arnke. I did a lot of bad things, really bad things as a child between kindergarten and grade one into two and then into three. I was acting out. I, I would lash out violently in anger at people. I did a lot of bad things to other kids. And Mrs. Arnke, I remember, she always helped me realize that those were bad things, but I wasn't a bad boy. I wasn't, a, I wasn't intrinsically bad. And that's what believers do is they help you dissect and, and cut a line between bad things you do and not being a bad person. Because when you start believing you're a bad person, all bets are off. That's a real problem. That's a real problem. Now, the other thing I want to say is, listen— Call them after the show. And what I mean by this is after the lights go out and after they're, and they're sitting in the dark and they're sitting in their dark and their doubt and they're doubting themselves and their talents, speak belief. You know, when you're, when you're on the public stage, you're getting accolades from that. But when people walk off, a lot of people who look like they were, they believe very strongly in themselves, when you get in the back room, you realize they don't have that self-belief and they sit in the dark and in their doubt, they think they did a really poor job. That's where believers come in. They come into that doubt and darkness and they cast the light of belief and, the, and that confidence that comes uh, to go out and do it again. Absolutely. 
And then I think about this idea that believers are great at watering the seeds of early growth, meaning when they see a spark of something, they they believe on that seed or that action enough that that belief creates an opportunity like watering it. And our belief will water growth in other people. So water the seeds of early growth. When you see something good in somebody, you see something good in one of your team members, you see something good in one of your children, you see something good in one of your friends, water it, water it, water it. And we water it with belief and with affirmation, really important. And then lastly, let others know that you're a fan. Let others know that you're a fan. Don't be a, a fan uh, you know, with a bag over their head, you know, sitting there trying to pretend that you're not really cheering. Cheer them on and let other people know that you're a fan for them and that you believe in that person. Because what we can or cannot do what is possible or impossible, it's not just a matter of what we are physically able to do, of course. Rather, it's much more a matter of our beliefs about who we are and what we believe must be done or can be done. And that's the power that a believer brings in. A believer casts that belief and faith in you that you can do it. Papa, you can do it. I believe, I believe, I believe. Belief helps shape, form, and inform ourselves. Belief shapes it. It forms and informs our belief about ourselves. And believers can form and shape people's destiny when they are struggling to believe for themselves. Now, here's my unending challenge for you this week. Let's make this practical. Here's my unending challenge. Think about this. Who were your biggest fans? Who were your biggest fans? Believers who are gone uh, but are definitely not forgotten. Take some time this week to reflect on them, those believers that are already gone but not forgotten, and reflect on the impact and the influence of their expressed belief in you and, and what, what impact it had. Reflect on what that belief has done for you. Uh, what possibilities it's unlocked for you and how their belief in you is a catalyst of positive impact in you and for others. Think about what you're doing today that you most likely would not be doing if they had not cheered you on and articulated and expressed their fanatic faith and belief in and for you. Secondly, who are your biggest fans right now? Who are your believers, your now believers, believers who impact you now and that you will never forget even when they're gone? Take some time this week to reflect on them and the impact and the influence of their expressed belief in you. Reflect on what that belief has done for you, what possibilities it's unlocked for you and how their belief in you is a catalyst of positive impact in you and for others. Think about what you're doing today that you most likely wouldn't be doing if it wasn't for them cheering you on and articulating and expressing their fanatic faith and belief in and for you. And as you think about them, those believers who are still with us, give them a call, send them an email, send them a text, and thank them for who they are and how their powerful believer gift has impacted you. Now, here's the thing. They may not even realize it. Next, think about uh, who you are already believing in and betting on to win and not just to show. Go out and double down on your bet and let them know once again that you're a believer, their believer, their biggest fan. And the last challenge for us this week, and I'm going to take it too, so I'm going to say for us, for you and for me, is look at the people around you, at home, at work, at school, in your community, who needs to hear from a believer in the crowd right now, this week.
Who needs to hear from a believer? Be that believer. Someone who has lost their faith in themselves needs to hear your belief in them today. Purposely and passionately express your belief in them this week. Take them for a coffee, give them a call, send them an email, send them a text. Be a believer and cheer them on from the stands. It may be the last time that you'll have the privilege to do it. Unenders, unenders. They are unenders because they were believers. And if you and I can become believers now in others and in their ability to do anything, absolutely anything they put their heart and soul into and onto, we can and we will become unending legacy leavers. Unenders in the lives of many people we encounter in this life. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Thanks for listening in today. If you have not subscribed to the Uncommodified podcast yet, do it today. Do it right now. And please rate and review the show on whatever platform you listen on. That would be so helpful to help us spread the word. Now it's time to own what you heard today. Get it out of your head and activate it in your life. And when you do, tell me how you are uncommodifying yourself and standing out for all the right reasons in a very crowded world.